You're listening to the Gate Charlotte Podcast. Our mission is to reach people, release heaven, and restore culture, sharing in the love of Jesus and all we do. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, happy birthday, Gate. We got quite a day today, and I have no idea how this is going to go because we've never done what we're going to do today. But um, we're going to be sharing basically the vision for the next, specifically the next year and the next five years. And so I feel like I'm doing a new iPhone release today. I almost went out and looked for a black turtleneck so I could come in like Steve Jobs with a clicker and just say <laughs> something dumb. And, uh, but today we're going to be talking about vision. We're going to be talking about what the Lord has done. And we're going to be talking about where we're going. It's really hard in a prophetic house to keep things like secret until we get there because everyone's been coming up like, I just feel like God, I just feel like I want to do this. I'm like, would you stop? Give me like three weeks before you say that. One person came up to me, I just feel this. I'm like, my response to you is just wait a month. <laughs> like, like just you're, you're feeling what's happening in the spirit. Everyone's coming up like, I just want to serve. You know, that was even before I preached on serving last week. And by the way, if you weren't here last week, it was really the foundation for what we're doing this week. So you're not going to miss it, but go back and watch the live stream. Um, our live streams are still on a one-week delay, so it actually starts. It'll stream this morning. And, um, but I talked last, last week about the, the roots of royalty is what I called it and how that royalty is rooted in servanthood. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And so he is, our, he is our definition of royalty, and he says that you're to be kings and priests. And so for us to step into the royalty that we've been called to, we have to model serving. And I think that we can get to a place where we can get so filled with the awesomeness of this new message of who I am in Christ that we can begin to forget that we're still called to serve. And I have, I've, I've walked this weird uh, tension within a really strong New Covenant church. It's like your royalty that we get to the point sometimes where I feel like people are like, well, you know, I'm just a king. Well, that's great. Jesus was a king, and he washed the feet of the 12 disciples. And so we, we've, we're rooted in royalty. And so I'm not going to re-preach that because I have tons of things that I'm going to shoot out at you this morning. But before, um, how do we want to do this? Um, before we go any farther... Because I have the microphone. Today is also my mom's birthday. You can call her Nana and Papa, but we're going to sing happy birthday. So, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nana. Happy birthday to you. We love you, Nana. <laughs> so today's a great day. I even have a clicker, see? And never give me something with a laser. That's going to be a problem. If anyone starts dozing off on me, we're going to play a game, smack the green dot. <laughs> and, oh, I didn't mean it now. Like, just, just, and I just, um, I'm not doing this alone today. Tiffany has everything that we've done, we have done together. And by that, I, I mean that. She's not just some pastor's wife, you know, the first woman or something like that. Like, we are genuinely, we are the senior leaders, and she has done this with me. Can you guys honor her as she comes up this morning? 
Isn't she like beautiful? Wow, he's been so good. He's been so good. We've been through so much. I talked last week about, um, and I don't know how we're going to get through all this, but um, I talked about how we're coming into a season where we've been taking five years, I felt like, and the Lord was like, just, just become strong in who I've called you to be. And, and Jesus, you know, Jesus walked around for 30 years before he did anything and was fine with that because he was just being a son. How many of you know in the season that you're just called to be a son and be a daughter, that you don't have to do anything, God's still pleased with you? And often religion and all that will push you to do things out of season. And if you do it out of season, it's not that he's not pleased, but it's a lot more work when you do it out of his season. And we're gonna, what we're going to do today is we'll see how this works out because we have painted such a big picture. People have wanted to hear prophetic words. They've wanted to hear dreams. We've wanted to hear visions. They want to know where we're going. And we've put everything together this morning. This is, I'm not preaching a sermon today. I'm just taking you guys on where we're going the next five years. And um, some of it's going to be super practical. And some of it's just going to be um, things you've never heard, dreams you've never heard, visions you never got to hear that are going to begin to speak into this is where we're going. And so um, we're going to jump in. And the first thing um, we're going to read see if this works here. We're gonna, uh, it's, a, it's a dream by Candace Simmons. And it said, uh, I dreamed that we were in a big, this was all for the, the gate. I dreamed that we were in a big, beautiful house, the church, and had been restructured and refurbished for the owner, our Father God, our Creator. And I heard him say, I have prepared this house, the gate, for greatness. And this is what it will look like once I'm finished. So I'm undertaking a huge restructuring program in your church. Much of what I do will appear to you like a big mystery, but you must trust me, for I know everything about you. I know what I'm doing, for you will love your new look when I'm finished. What you, clung, what you once clung to may not be there when you turn around tomorrow, for I'm moving the furniture around in your church. Things that you used to rely on, things that used to give you comfort and support but are no longer needed and now only get in the way and hinder you, I'm about to move out. For things have changed for you, and you're not the same church that you used to be. You have the same Savior and the same Holy Spirit, but you have matured, and you no longer need walls. For you have moved on to new and higher ground in the spirit. Come on, amen, somebody on that one. Like new wine needs a new wine skin, you need a restructuring. I will finish all that I've begun, so trust me for the result, for it will be beautiful in the end, bringing joy and honor to me. That was a pretty big word. Um, when she comes, she is both times, the first time she came, or actually two times ago, she had seven dreams about our church that time. And the last time she came, she had ten dreams about our church. And just tremendous, uh, just the Lord pouring things out through her. And so some of these words we're going to bring back, one of them is from a while ago. But we want to just begin to paint the picture of why we're going where we're going what God's been speaking to our hearts for a while now. And so we're going to talk about the vision, right? We can't, the Bible says that my people perish where there is no. We have to have vision. And our vision, it's really simple. It's that we want to raise up reformers who are passionate about Jesus and making earth look like heaven. 
I don't know how I'm going to stay seated through this whole presentation. I can feel my legs starting to like get going. But we are here to raise up reformers who are passionate about Jesus, making earth look like heaven. That is what it's rooted in. It's, it's rooted in the Lord's Prayer. It's rooted in our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you know that Jesus was the original reformer? Yeah. Adam and Eve got everything messed up, and Jesus said, I'm going to come and reform this to what I intended it to be. I intended to be in relationship with them. I intended for them to be sons and daughters. I intended, you guys do realize the curse has been broken, right? Just making sure you understood that. Um, that means everything in the curse. Like everything. It's all been broken. You say, well, we, well, then why do we have this? Well, maybe because we haven't stepped into the fullness of releasing what God has done yet. But it's been broken. One of my friends, she's leading the way in pain-free birth now. Because how many of you know that pain in birth was a part of the curse? So when we're fully stepped into this new covenant, that's, it's dealt with. And so we want to be like Jesus. Christians are little Christ. We are called to be like the reformer. We're called to bring reformation. And so um, we just wanted to put some really like practical things in your hands of how we're going to do it. Um, this is changing a little bit. So this is slightly shifting from what it used to be. It's releasing heaven. We are called to release heaven. Yeah. The gate, even the name the gate came from the encounter that happened at Jacob's ladder when Jacob was there and there was a ladder set up with the Lord and it said that angels were ascending and descending, but the voice of the Father spoke. And there was an open heaven. And then he said, this, is, this place is none other than Bethel, the gate of heaven. It's the first mention of the church was that you want to know what the church is really. You want to put all the arguments away. We know this of the church. The first time the church was ever mentioned in the Bible, three things were present. Open heaven, the voice of God, and supernatural activity. Yeah. That is the roots of the first mention of the church in your Bible. So put all denominations aside. If there's one thing we should agree on is that if we are the church, there should be an open heaven. There should be supernatural activity and the voice of the Father. Yeah. And so we are called to release heaven. We are called to restore lives. Yeah. That's a big part of our identity at the gate is restoring lives. And the other one is that we're called to reform culture. Yeah. Don't be scared of culture. You carry kingdom culture which should be impacting all of the other cultures around you. So we're called to release heaven. People are always asking me, what is the vision? What is the mission? I'm literally reading it out to you this morning. We are called to release heaven, to restore lives, and to reform culture. That's what we live to do. All right? So, um, and you can stop me, jump in at any point in time. I can feel you're just overwhelmed right now. Um, no. <laughs> She's pushing the buttons for me. <laughs> So I don't have to do this every time. The word that the Lord gave us for coming into 2022, the word that we're going to be carrying into the year is a symbol. This is our focus for the upcoming year. This is the word for the next year. It's not the word necessarily for the entire future of the gate, but we feel like God has been speaking. The word he's been giving me and putting on my heart is, John, it's time to assemble. We are, uh, the, the Western culture church specifically is really obsessed around the gathering. What is the difference? If I were to take a puzzle and dump it all right here and pile it into one pile, it's gathered. But you still can't see what the creator meant for it to look like because you've only gathered. You've not assembled. 
we can get really, really passionate, and I, I think we should be passionate about the gathering. I think we should come, to gather, like come together. I think it is biblical. We don't want to remove that, but there's more than just putting all the different pieces into a pile and say, we gathered. It's saying, God, assemble your body, assemble your house. And I'm feeling the stirring in people because they keep coming up to me and just saying, I just want to do something. I just, and I'm like, I, I know, I know, just... It, God's stirring people up to do things because they're saying, I want to be assembled into what's happening. Yeah. And so we really believe that our focus is being pushed uh, at assemble this year, of, of just assembling. And so we've got another dream. Um, I'm going to let Tiffany read this one by Tracy. Yeah, so she gave this one recently, so it really is a confirmation of what John and I are feeling for assemble. But she said, you're stepping into a new thing. This is a day of celebration. I saw hearts coming into alignment, Come on. hearts coming into rhythm with the Father, and supernatural levels of provision. So dream big. Come on. Because there is more to come. There have been difficult seasons, but there are really amazing things to come. Everybody say dream big. There, as I dug through years and years of words, a couple of things I kept coming across was that you, we're a house to dream. Yeah. Dream. Dream big. And so we just kept hearing that dream big, dream big. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, so what does it look like releasing heaven? I'm going to be uh, sharing some things with you guys that are, some, some of this stuff is new. Most of the things we're going to focus on are changes coming into this upcoming year. But obviously one of the things is right here what we're doing. We're coming together and we're releasing heaven. How many of you know that the purpose of Sunday morning is not, it should not be by any means the fullness of you and your personal life with the Lord? <laughs> if it is, that's a brutal life. <laughs> You're called to be doing life with the Lord. And so worship gatherings are important, but it's about us coming together and celebrating what God is doing and then releasing it. And so part of releasing heaven is those worship gatherings. Another thing that God's putting on our heart, is stepping into this new season, is city outreach. We feel like it's, God is saying, now is the time to go release heaven in your city. I actually had a, I had a warning from a prophet, Ivan Roman, that was on one of those videos. He said, when you first take the church, everyone is going to warn you to start doing evangelism and outreach. And God is saying, don't rush it. It's not that you personally shouldn't be doing it everywhere you go. But he was saying, don't rush it. He said, because God is first building something in you. About three months ago, we had a, 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 what was it? It was the Brian Simmons event. It wasn't that long ago, a month ago. And uh, a young lady came up to me, and she said, I have a prophetic word for the church. I'm usually somewhat cautious of people I don't know that have a word for the church, but I, I felt like I was supposed to hear her out. And she said, God wants you to know that you have been in a season of hiding, but he's saying it's time to unveil the gate. It's time for, he said, here's the exact word she used. God has been hiding you because he's jealous of you. And she said, but he has decided it's time to lift the veil. And she, and she began to call. I was like, wow, I don't know who you are, but I like you. And she began to speak the stuff about things we've been praying over for years. And God was saying, it's time to begin to have impact on your city. And the other thing about releasing heaven is the power of serving. The power of serving. We are all called to serve. We are all called to serve. You release heaven when you serve. You do. 
You do. You have more opportunities probably to release heaven to people in this room by serving than I will ever have by preaching a sermon. That's part of what we're called to do. And so uh, with worship gatherings, these are the three things that are really stirring on our heart for the upcoming year. And so moving on to that is here's some things that are going to change. We're going to be moving a couple things around. We've been doing pre-service prayer in this back room for a while now. There's going to be some splits that are going on. We're going to be doing a couple things. The pre-service gathering is um, the worship room is going to be moving over to room 12. This is important for you guys that come every week. How many of you have been to pre-service prayer? It's really good. Like, it's really hard to preach after it because God gives away my sermon every week. Yep. David's already prayed half of this. And I'm like, man, it's mine. And uh, I love pre-service prayer. We're going to be shifting up a little bit. And it's going to be moving over to room 12. And it's going to be called the burn room before service. It's really about you going in there and setting yourself on fire. Yeah. You have permission to go set yourself on fire in the spirit. Go do it. Go get lit on fire for Jesus. The second thing that we're going to be doing, this is a really big deal because we've been praying into it for years, is God has been speaking to us that it's time to begin taking steps into a Sunday night service. This is a really big deal um, because we have had word after word after word, some of them that we're going to be reading to you, that we have a responsibility to begin to take what's happening in the house and to release it to the church at large too. And so when we do city outreach and we do evangelism, that's a different format than this. This is going to be something where we begin to host the city, the believers, and say, let us create a spot where God can just move and dwell and move on your heart. And so I grew up in church. I have wrestled with the Lord on a Sunday night service, to be honest with you, because I'm like, I like my Sunday night football, and I like just sleeping on the couch and napping and all these things. And the Lord's like, John, (laughs) do what I say. And so (laughs) so we are taking a... a a step into it. We don't have the resources yet. We know that as we take one step forward, God will provide the next step. Step one is we're going to do one Sunday night a month where we're going to be meeting on the second Sunday night of every month. To do this, we need the the gate to come together. We don't want to have a service without the gate there. We're kind of missing it. So we're going to be forming up what we're calling a launch team. And this is people that say, I feel the vision, I feel the burning of a Sunday night service. And we're going to start meeting starting October, the second Sunday night of every month. We're going to start just right now we're going to meet and we're going to pray. We're going to pray, we're going to seek the Lord's face, and we're going to begin to just stir our hearts and dream together of what it's going to look like to do a Sunday night and to release heaven to our city. Yeah, I just want to tag on to that. Like when he said that you guys need to be there, the gate needs to be there. This is where rubber hits the road, where we say the church isn't the building. The church is the people. Come on. So if the people don't show up, the church doesn't show up. The identity of the gate doesn't show up. The, mm-hmm. the favor that the Lord has given us, the revelation that the Lord has released on each one of you does not show up. Come on. And so I ask that you really search your hearts to be a part of these Sunday nights, to minister to our city, to minister to those who wander in, to minister to those who are invited in, because I really feel like the Lord is going to move deep and strong on these Sunday nights. I'm going to tell you right now, like Sunday nights just end when they end. 
they're going to be a very different format. They're just going to be wild, crazy, passionate, and go after Jesus. It's John not... didn't give me a time limit on worship. <laughs> <laughs> time limits around here are kind of like wearing a watch with no batteries. I try. It makes you feel good, but nothing really happens. You know what I mean? Like we... we <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we genuinely, Sunday nights, there's going to be a word. It's going to be different than Friday nights have been. That was just worship. Sunday nights are going to be a full-on service. We will probably, after every Sunday night, lay hands on basically everyone and just e empower, equip, just host heaven and see God move. And so these are going to start October, the second Sunday night in October. Um, we'll be here praying. We're going to worship together. So if your heart is with us, show up. We're going to start just going after the face of the Lord and saying, what does it look like? And so um, that's going to start um, really quickly. Um, I want to read you a word. The, the gate will be a church that attracts. I saw people coming here spontaneously because of the open heaven and the anointing spreading out to the streets. God is going to call people to join you in your love feast. We should call that our Sunday nights. Come to the love feast. <laughs> And Randall Worley said this last time he was here. He said, I've always, and this is just a word he gave at the beginning. He said, I've always enjoyed the worship here, but I heard during the worship this morning, the sound that is produced in this house is much larger than the house itself. Much larger. I do believe there is something that you are on the cusp of. I really do sense there is something that is really unique that you are literally on the cusp of. Um, I feel that. I just want to tell you, I feel that over the gate. I feel that, they, like, the worship, there's something being highlighted right now. Do you guys feel it on Sundays? Is it just me? I feel it in my spirit, like God's getting ready to just release something amazing. And so we want to step into that. Um, Tiffany, you want to read this next one? Yes, I do. <laughs> so Candace had a couple of words over the worship as well. And she said, I saw a star over your worship platform, huge and bright. And reminded me of the star that led the Magi, the kings, to Jesus so that they could bow down and worship him. Your church has a huge calling of worship, evangelism, pioneer, and breaker for other churches. Did you guys hear that? Mm. Other churches. Sunday nights. To be led into the new wineskin of what God has for the church in this hour. Yeah. So if we want to affect other churches, we can't expect them to show up here Sunday morning. <laughs> That's not honoring their church. Come on. So I'm really excited about Sunday nights. I just keep hammering that. Come so. on. <laughs> Sunday nights. Jesus. All right. Sunday nights. I'm excited. It's so awkward and glorious all at the same time. <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit about city outreach, what we're called to do in our city. I want to bring some clarification on some stuff. City outreach is, again, we're releasing heaven. We're called to do, we're called to go out and do supernatural evangelism. We're not going out. I, I listen, I honor all, the, there's so many different ways to reach our city for the Lord. There's so many different churches that have so many different ways, and we honor that. The gate is called to do exactly what our identity is. You are a gate. You are a gateway. You are a transition point between heaven and earth. You are called to encounter people and, and, and be a gateway for them to heaven. 
And so um, we're going to go out. We're going to begin to lay hands on people. We're going to love people. We're gonna, this is doing what Jesus did. It's doing what Jesus did. This is the way Jesus, how many know when Jesus did ministry, he just did the stuff and then it was like show and tell. He would show you first and he said, let me tell you what I just did. Mm-hmm. He would heal somebody and then he would talk about, here's what happened. You want to know why? Because if you start with trying to explain it, they'll shut you down. Mm-hmm. You can't, good luck arguing people into the kingdom. You know what grabs their attention is when you say, I just felt like your back was hurting. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just want to, can I pray? Is that true? Yeah, actually, my back's been hurting. Can I just pray for God to heal it? And you pray over him, Lord, in Jesus' name, I release healing and wholeness over your back. And all of a sudden, their back is healed. You know what happened? God just loved you. Oh, you got their ear now. Because now they have an experience that they didn't have a moment ago. You, you, you can't, listen, people try to argue with me about certain things, and if I have an experience in it, you'll never argue it out of me. People argue, I don't know about inner healing. Well, it's probably because you need some. <laughs> I don't know about all that inner healing stuff. Well, yeah, I bet if I talk to your spouse, they're going to tell me you need it. I, He's being spicy. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, we're... I, uh, I've had things that have happened in my life through things like that where it's tremendous breakthrough, where I've just, what is inner healing? It's really about stepping into more fullness of what God has called me into in my emotions and my physical body. Don't make it weirder than it needs to be. All right? Um, it's really just, some people get so weirded out, like, here's the vomit can, you know, we're going to, ca- you know, cast out, de- I mean, <laughs> really it's about, it's about stepping into more of the fullness of who you are in Christ. But we've seen things happen. My wife grew up her whole life with asthma and then found out that her whole life her dad was in a certain cult and took her to all these different things growing up. And God said, I just want to get that junk off you. She went and got prayed for, and guess who's never had asthma again? I'm just telling you, you can say what you want. It's like the guy in the Bible, all I know is I couldn't see, now I can see. Couldn't breathe, now I can breathe. (laughs) So, anyways, we're going to be doing supernatural evangelism. This is going to be a switch, though. Some of you have been wondering, what's up with Friday nights? (laughs) Ta-da. We felt like a Hulk come to our schedule. The Lord was like, stop. And and it was like... Exactly where my mind, let's just take a minute here. He said, stop, and I was like, collaborate and listen, right? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Well, I heard something different, so. <laughs> okay, you can go on now. I heard, I just, I heard what's his name? Stop. Wait a minute. Don't, we won't sing any more of that song. Um, better. Uh, <laughs> I'm just here for the laughing, I guess. I, I don't remember who sings that. Anyways, Friday nights. First Friday nights, we're shifting from we've been doing worship, and we're shifting into we're going to be now going out into the city. And we're going to be taking teams out into the city, and we're going to be out. And this is on us to go out and to love people and to take all that presence you've been building up. You guys are fat and saturated on the presence of God. It's time to take it and to go out and to love people. And people get really nervous about this stuff. Listen, um, in the end, can you just talk to someone and they feel more loved than before you started? If you can say yes, you got it. Some people, what if I pray for them and they don't get healed? That's not on you. You don't heal them anyways. Jesus heals them. And if nobody gets healed, who cares? But did they feel more loved? 
And so we're going to go out and we're going to love on people. And so um, that's going to be starting up. We're going to create a launch team for that too. People are like, I want to do this. Come start praying with us right now as we start looking at next year. Um, and so we're going to play a video. Now this video, this video was actually a word that was given to this church before I took it over. But as I was preparing words, I felt like God said, this one is still applying. You're just now stepping into the second part of the word. And so, guys, we're going to play a video back there. Ignore the Indian. Pastor, I, ha I had a kind of a prophetic picture. May I share that? Um, we were singing, and uh, we were talking about the, uh, about the water. You know, we sang about that. And I had a picture of this place as a, as a well. It, it wasn't the biggest well in town. But um, as your people, I saw people, half of them were singing into the well. And the other half were singing over the city. And I, I took that as almost like a praying your prayers, and, but also speaking prophetically. And then I began to see the water like come right out of the well and it began to spread into the city and then something started to happen the water from this well began to touch the other wells and as it touched the other wells the other places where believers are their wells started to come up but this place was a catalyst and uh, I just believe um, Great things lie ahead for this for this church. That date has already passed, by the way. It was just such a good video. We're like, why would we redo it? <laughs> right. It's so good. I believe that we've been in a season of singing into the well. Singing into the well. Singing into the well. And the Lord's like, it's time to start singing over your city. And so that's what it's going to look like. And so we got to keep moving. You guys still good? <laughs> Some of you. I'm just like a water like hydrant this morning shooting this stuff at you. You asked for it. <laughs> now you're going to get it. And so another way that we're releasing heaven is we're serving. So that's some things we're going to be changing. We're asking that everyone that's serving on a Sunday, we're going to be doing, doing something called a pre-service team huddle. This is going to be where we meet in the room where pre-service prayer was at 9 a.m. I'm going to be in there every week. Other leaders are going to be in there. Everybody that serves, we want to come together, and we want to get our hearts connected before it's go time. And so we get to pray over you. You get to pray over us. We get to get unified, and we just get to see God do awesome things. And so how many know sometimes you come into church and you don't feel like doing ministry? Anyone ever feel that way? Okay, three of you. The rest of you... <laughs> Are either lying or you've not done ministry before. Because if you're ever going to get in a fight, it's on the way to church when you're supposed to minister. And you're like ministering on, on marriage and you've been fighting with your wife all the way to church. And the devil loves the target on the way. And uh, we want to create an atmosphere where you can come in and you can say, listen, I just need some support, encouragement. I want to get my hearts connected before I go do ministry. And so we're going to create a space where there's going to be some snacks and some stuff back there, and we're going to worship, we're going to pray, and we're going to encourage and equip our volunteers. We're also going to begin doing some team ministry nights and some team rallies, like the picnic. How many enjoyed the team picnic that we did? That was super fun. Um, if you didn't go, it's because you're not serving. Um, <laughs> But we had we had a, we had a picnic for for all everybody that <laughs> like 
Seamus plug, right? Um, you have a VIP section if you work in the kids' ministry. Um, so uh, anyways, uh, we're getting real excited about those. Let's move on. All right, restoring lives. Uh, our growth track, this is going to be something that's new. We want to begin to help people like start from I come in the door and how do I get right in where God wants me. So growth track and then small groups. Um, we've got a word we're going to read about that in a minute. And then ministries. Um, let's read this word about the small groups. Oh, no, it's going to go into growth track. Um, growth track's really important. Identity, culture, integration. This is where we come together and we know what God is speaking to the house. How many know it helps when we all know what God's speaking? <laughs> okay, let me show you what it's like. On three, I want everyone in the room to say their favorite color. You ready? One, two, three. Blue. Do it again. One, two, three. Blue. There's some loud blues. So I blues. heard Mikey's blue, all right, but I, heard, all right. I didn't hear anything. All right, I want you, everyone to say it loudly, your favorite color. Some of you are not participating. Your favorite color on three. One, two, three. Blue. Exactly. Now we didn't hear anything. All right, on three, I want everyone to say the color blue. One, two, three. Blue. It's too loud. Say it quietly. One, two, three. Blue. You don't have to be as loud if everyone is saying the same thing, what God is speaking. So often we're shouting because we're trying to all say a different thing. Sometimes when we all begin to hear what God is speaking and we're all speaking it, we can say it without having to shout it. God saying this to me? Who said this to me? What is God saying, though, in this season for this house? And so that's what the growth track is about. And um, so it's going to be, we'll get more information on that. We're running out of time, but it's going to be going all year round and, and probably midweek. All right, let's move on. You guys still with me? Yeah. We're giving away um, a free iPhone at the end of the service. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to need your iPhone at the end of the service. Um <laughs> With an elevation case on it. <laughs> I called you out, didn't I? That's a... <laughs> I got so many jokes right now. Shut your mouth, John. All right. Uh, not about elevation, about the case. Um, all right, small groups. Small groups, we're going to be talking more about this. And we got a prophetic word that we want to read. But with, uh, with small groups that are coming up, we really feel like that we want to begin to see uh, there has to be, as we continue to pursue what God has for us, we have to be doing life together. We have to, have to, have to, have to be doing life together. You are not created to do life on your own. I don't know how many times that, like, I don't know how many times that I was searching for direction from the Lord and praying and praying and praying and praying and, and just seeking the Lord. And then somebody in my community is like, you know, I just had this word for you. I've been sitting on it actually, I meant to tell you a few weeks ago. I'm like, oh. And they're like. Or we decide to actually go hang out with people. Oh, yeah. And have a life. Yeah. And then the word is like when we're out to dinner or yeah. when we're hanging out at somebody's house. And we're like, oh. Yeah. We would have just had a life the whole time. We could have gotten this word a whole lot faster. Yeah. You were designed to do community. Here's the deal. People say, well, why can't I do it on my own? God will hide what you need in community. Why? Because if not, you will bypass it. <laughs> it's just how God works. And so we're really going to begin focusing on community and discipleship. And then we'll also have training for people that want to lead community groups because we want to make sure that we're creating a space that is well hosting what the gate's called to do. Amen? All right. Uh, it says, you are a church of awakening. Come on, somebody say awakening. 
The Father will use you to awaken the church in the city and in the nation. You are, is, we already read this. Nope, that's not, we have it similar. You are called to be an awakening revival center. You will get bigger and smaller at the same time. Bigger in number with lots of smaller groups developing to meet the needs of the people. Um, this is where we feel like God is saying you need to be breaking off into smaller groups. It's, these are words that have been given to us over this house, current words. And so we're going to begin to put a lot of focus on that. People feel it. I have had more people asking out of all of a sudden like about small groups and community. And it's like the Lord just highlights a season. And, and God is stirring a hunger. And so we're going to begin to really go after that. Um, reforming culture, this is where it gets fun. We're going to have, le- did I not change it? Be good. All right, reforming culture, labs. We have loved our labs. We have loved our labs. They've been so much fun. And we've focused a lot of the labs over this past year on the different graces of the five ministries. But we're going to be shifting focus a little bit. And our labs are going to begin to focus on equipping and empowering believers to influence culture. Okay? What this looks like, don't, don't tease me, guys. <laughs> Make me laugh. Um, this is a big deal. We also are called to serve the city. I want you to hear something. Serving the city and city outreach are purposely two different things. You're called to go out and to love people and to pray for them. You're also called to serve them with no agenda. And you need to know which assignment you are in. Yes. Nobody likes car salesman Christianity. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, you know, I'm doing all this for you because I'm buttering you up to get something from you at the end. And that has been a car salesman Christianity model for too long where we, we think that we have to do it that way. And I believe that there is a, there is a place that we, we reach out and do what Jesus did with people. But Jesus also said that I came to serve, not to be served. I don't believe, I don't believe you can have authority where you don't serve. Yeah, so there's going to be times where you go out where he's given you the assignment to speak Jesus, yeah. to speak the gospel. And then there's other times where he's going to send you out into the city where you are only to be Jesus. Come on. It's not about sharing the gospel Say in that words. again. That was good. See if I can. Try again. <laughs> Sometimes the Lord is going to send you out for the purpose of the gospel, yeah. to speak Jesus to speak his name, to speak who he is. And sometimes he's going to send you out into the city to just be Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to know why you're being sent out, which is why we have split it mm-hmm. into completely different mission statement elements because we have to know this difference. Yeah. I think about, I think about Joseph, and it was his ability to be able to serve even an evil king, that God raised him to a place of influence. And then he began to rule over the land. Do you think that Joseph just went to the king and was just like, well, you know, if you would just give your life to the Lord, this would all work. <laughs> like, if you would just talk to Jesus, if you would just talk to God, like, this would, do you think that he did that? Do you think that's how he, no. He served. Yeah. He served the king's vision. He served the king in need. Yeah. And was just an answer. Yeah. We need to get this one, church. The church is known as trying to step into every area of culture and dominate instead of serve. 
the, the, the word that I had for it, let's see if I, I don't know if I put it on the slide or not. Um, I put this, labs are equipping believers to release kingdom culture in every stream of influence. Those streams of influence, there's a teaching that goes around. I'm not a real big fan of the title of it, but it talks about, um, it, it does a good job at identifying different streams of, in, of influence in society. And their religion, family, education, government, media, arts and entertainment, and business. These are the seven streams of influence in culture. Okay? Labs are going to be things that are focusing on religion, how to equip us and empower us in relationships, a better word, family, marriages, children. Much of this we've already been doing. But then also education, government, media, arts. I would love to have classes, uh, labs that are beginning to empower people that just want to be creative. They just want to write. They want to be creative writers. They want to be in government. You guys get quiet on me. This is actually what we're called to do is to take the light and to be out uh, uh, an influence for the kingdom in every stream of culture. And so that's what we're going to focus on with those. And um, you want to read that word? We're almost done. We're trying. I'm going fast, guys. (laughs) So Candace Simmons gave us another word. It said, many cities and nation, many city and nation transformers are being birthed and raised up here. You have prayed and asked for the Lord to transform the city, the nation, and nations. And you will be the answer to your own prayers. (laughs) For I will raise up transformers as agents agents of change in your midst. Nehemiah 9.27, when the people cried out to you in their time of distress, you heard from heaven, and according to your great compassion, you gave them deliverers who delivered them from the land of their oppressors. (laughs) I love that. Your prayers, you'll be raised up to answer them. Some of you have been praying for the Lord to touch your city, and he's saying, great, when are you going to start touching it? It's, it's now. It's now. And so um, let's, let's keep moving. Serve our city. We talked about this. As we serve our city, I believe God will change it. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a lot of local friends that are doing amazing stuff. We don't need to reinvent the wheel on everything. We've got some, I don't, I don't talk about it enough, and I should talk about it more. There's a number of people that the gate partners with locally that is doing awesome stuff in the city. Yeah. But we've been partnering with them from funding. I'm not talking about just giving your money. I'm talking about serving. We need to give money, but we also need to serve. And so we're going to begin to do that. And then, um, oh, yeah, we're going to have to fly through these. The gate will be a house that blesses the city. You will make significant inroads into your city through gifts and worship. I saw you helping your city, then in turn, the city blessing you. And I saw a path rolled out from them to a huge platform for you to share your worship. So good. All right, we're almost done. Changing the world by going, praying, and funding. Something that God is saying we need to begin focusing on more is the world. (laughs) Thank you. I got you. Um, I believe that we need to be going, praying, and funding. And so we're going to begin to really begin to seek the Lord on how can we be going, how can we be praying, how can we be funding what God is doing around the world. It is a lot bigger than just Charlotte, North Carolina, what God's doing in the kingdom right now. And we're called to be a part of it. And so I'm going to finish off on a couple words that are really amazing. It says, uh, this was Ivan Roman. It says, I am asking you, I'm going to release this over you. I am asking you, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to awaken the dreams in the heart of your people. Guys, receive this. 
This city will be better when you dream. This city will be better because of your dreams coming to pass. During pre-service prayer, I saw an angel fanning the flames. It's awakening. I believe you have an angel assigned to this church called awakening. Every time I come here, it's about awakening, awakening, awakening. Lord, I thank you that you are awakening the hearts of your people to dream. This is a new covenant house. This is also an apostolic house, which means there is no ceiling. God, I thank you right now in Jesus' name for the dreamers. I thank you that it will be said of the gate, Charlotte, that it's a place of those who dream. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now for this precious awakening that's taking place in the heart of your people. We say, more Lord. (laughs) You guys receive that? And then this one by Bill Vanderbush says, I just keep hearing the line from the book of Revelation, the gates will never be shut. This is significant for this house. The gate is a place of transition from one world into another. As people come into this place, there is going to be healing, renewing of the minds, and there's something about the gate will never be shut. That means you're going to have to dream for another generation. You're going to have to dream big enough to dream a dream for multi-generational vision. The Lord is not going to give you a dream smaller than what you have dreamed. But the reality is that you, the dream you were dreaming was too small. You did so from a heart of humility. There's no condemnation for that. But the reality is his dreams are far bigger than you would be currently comfortable with unless you live from a posture of complete Surrender. I felt that. I got goosebumps on that one, guys. We're called to dream. Three things we're going to be focusing on. I want, I want every person that comes through the gate, every person, I want them to go through the growth track. I want us to hear what heaven is speaking over this house. And I want us to be able to take it, and I want us to be able to release the kingdom. I want, I want every person that comes into this house to serve. I don't care if you're the highest of highest authorities in the house. We should serve. If you, I'm gonna, you're going to get bugged about this, guys. Every person, we need to serve. And then every person needs to be in community. Those three things are going to be three things that we go over and over and over coming into the next year. We're also going to be doing some things where I felt like God was really stirring my heart before church saying, um, you need to get back on Reformers Gathering. And so um, I feel like that conference is going to be back. Um, We have hit hold because of everything we plan. It gets canceled. (laughs) But um, all right, so I did something cool for all you techie folks. Check this out. You can download every slide I just put up there. If you just grab your phone and you grab your camera and, um, and you can zoom in and you can, <laughs> some of you are like, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm allowing you all to get on your phone in church for a minute. You're like, how do you do it? It's, how you, it's like every restaurant you order this way. You guys can grab it. It should give you a file. If you have trouble with it, we'll help you out. But um, that's going to give you the opportunity to be able to pray with us. So here's what we're going to do in closing. I want to, I'm going to invite up a team that I have not publicly um, really addressed yet. Um, let me, let's do this. Can we get this table out of here, guys? Um, and then uh, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to pray. Everybody say, dream big. I feel like that's the word, is awakening and dream. <laughs> it ain't going to roll. Those wheels are just purdy. <laughs> they don't work, though. 
Oh, dream big. Guys, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere, and we are going to impact cities and nations. And um, I feel confident to say that. Why? Because that's what the Lord has been saying from person after prophet after pastor that comes through and says, dream big. You're called to greatness. One of the things that I know as a leader is that I can't do this on my own. And I mean that from a leadership perspective. I don't believe, I do not believe in the, the Lone Ranger leadership model where you've just got the head honcho and he's the man. Um, I have formed a team that is, uh, it's from the, the, the passage, uh, Corinthians, help me out. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 that says apostles, then prophets, then teachers. And then it goes through like the gifts that we don't talk about, like administrators, helps. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Healing. Discerners. Discernment. Lord knows we need discernment. Um, and so I have been forming a team. We call it the Elcott team. It's the local church oversight team. And it is these graces that stand alongside me and say, God, when I feel something, I try my best to always share it if it's an overall direction for the church with this team. And, and, and here, what are you feeling on this? I have... I'm, I, I've, I was having, uh, after service with Brian Simmons, we were in that room, and he was saying, tell me about what you guys have for, like, your leadership. And I told him about this model we're putting together. And he said, oh, please keep me updated on this. He's like, it's kind of, like, biblical, but nobody's doing it. <laughs> we call it a presbytery, but typically our presbyteries turn into more just pastoral figures. But actually, a presbytery in its most roots in the Bible is this scripture. It's these groups of giftings put together. And so I want to welcome on my Elcott team. That, um, so come on up, guys, David, and we're going to pray, and we're going to pray over the next five years, and we're going to see. Come on up, guys. We can join together. Um, I, if I can tell you more about the Elcott team at a later time, but this is our team. I love these people. Um, I value what they have to say. I genuinely, when I feel like I hear heaven, I want to hear what they have to say about it. And, um, and we have been spending every month, we come together, we pray over you guys, we say, what's the Lord saying over the gate? And we just want to hear his voice. And um, I believe that God is building a wineskin that can hold the new wine. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that I can't do it alone. And so this amazing team um, of just gifted people, they, we all do this together. When we come together in the Elcott team, we are a team of people just stewarding the gate. And I say stewarding. I always tell my leadership team, don't ever say, I I never tell my leadership team, hey, you should really own that. You don't own anything. We steward everything. I find when people own something in ministry, they don't like to change it. But I steward this church for God. I don't own this thing. My kids think I own the church, which is kind of weird. But um, (laughs) I remember when they were little, they're like, Dad, don't you own the church? I'm like, I don't think it works that way. It's kind of, and they're like, well, who owns it? Well, it's a nonprofit. The people own it. They're getting more confused. I'm like, I don't know. Um, like Jesus. Jesus. Jesus owns it. He's the owner. Um, so let's do this. Let's stand up, and we're going to bless. Um, I want you to extend your hands towards this team, and we're going to bless these guys. Um, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the team that you've put together here at the gate, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this oversight team, for the gifts of administration, the gifts of, it's helps, but Lord, really, the better definition is just gets things done. (laughs) Mikey's like, please don't call me the helps guy. (laughs) We'll call, but 
Lord, for, the, for the, the grace on Rachel, that's discernment, that rests on her. I trust you, Rachel. I trust what you hear from heaven. Lord, for David, for that, that pastoral grace, Lord, that he carries so well, but even beyond that, all the other things that you pour into David. Lord, I thank you for David. I just, I just declare over you, David, I trust you. Annie, I trust you. Mikey, I trust you. Over Tiffany, Lord, over the prophetic gifting, that mantle that rests on her, Tiffany, I trust you. Lord, and I feel like I'm speaking greater than me. I feel like I'm speaking behalf of the Lord, and he's saying over you guys, I trust you. I trust you with what I'm doing at the gate. Lord, protect their families. Surround them as things begin to grow and intensify here. Surround them and put them in the cocoon of your presence that they never feel any of it. They just rest in you. Bless them, Lord, with, with vision, with discernment, with new ideas, with creative ideas, how to get things done quickly that's never been thought before. In Jesus' name. Now, God, we speak over the gate. We speak over every word. I've, I, have sh- I have shotgunned out a lot of words today at everyone in this room. Lord, we just say yes. <laughs> we just say yes. If you're with me, can you just say yes? Lord, we just say yes. We say yes to releasing heaven. We say yes to seeing lives restored. We see yes to seeing culture reformed into what heaven always meant it to look like, God. We say yes to you. We love you. We honor you, and we are excited about the future at the gate. It is good. It is good. It is good. I just keep hearing it. it is good. And, and there was, <laughs> let me just give you one last word. Someone, uh, Jennifer Miracle, I think she had the dream. Um, it was passed on to me. And it was talking, to, I'm not going to go into the whole dream, but it was the, the gate was in an elevator and said when you went into the elevator, it was a party. I believe that the gate is called to be a place of fun. I, I, I genuinely believe the gate is called to be a party. Come on, religious folks, loosen up this morning. We're going to dance. We're going to have fun. I believe that we are called to be a place of fun. When people are like, everything fun has been shut down for COVID. We need to go to the gate. They are fun. Let us be a place that is fun. May we advance your kingdom with joy and with dancing. So, Lord, I just release spontaneous dance parties all over the gate. We would have fun in you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, so there's one last thing. It's just kind of a goofy announcement. But one of the things that the Lord has been laying on my heart is that we need to adopt our city. Amen? Some of you need to adopt the city. If you're not from here, adopt Charlotte. It's your home now. We can't serve what we don't want to, uh, we, we don't want to love. And so the Lord has been speaking to my heart and just like constantly speaking to me like, John, you need to love your city really well. You need to serve your city. You need to support your city really well. So in honor of that, I'm making a huge announcement this morning, mainly for Mikey. never look better. Go Carolina Panthers.
God's like, John, you are not going to just give this word on loving your city and you don't support their sports team either. So I was like, oh, all right. So I went out and bought a bunch of Panthers gear and go Carolina Panthers. They are my team. Listen, listen, we have, we have a lot of you are like, everything didn't amaze you until that moment. And you're just like, whoa, now that got me. That got me. So listen, we're excited about all that the Lord's doing. Mikey is like... I've only seen him this emotional twice. He's crying. He's crying. I mar- I, when him and his wife got married, and then this moment. This is it. This is it. Um. You've been listening to the Gate Charlotte's podcast. Consider subscribing so you don't miss a message. We're sending this to someone who might need encouragement today. Thanks for joining us.